because I never want to push my horses over their sense of balance because that affects their confidence. And I am never going to risk my horse's confidence to get a good score. Welcome to Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Do you love dressage? Are you looking to inspire your ride? Do you long to learn secrets of truly great riders? Yes? Then you are in the right place. Join classically trained, internationally competitive dressage rider JJ Tate as she brings inspired conversations, in-depth discussions, and a healthy dose of humor to the world of dressage. Join JJ and her new generation of classical riders in this adventure called Dressage Life. Today's episode was originally featured in JJ's online community, Team Tate TV, a private Facebook group of inspired and supportive dressage lovers just like you. If you're on Facebook, we welcome you to join the conversation there. And now, here's JJ. Hey guys! Tonight, we are going to talk about how do you set yourself up for a successful show? So... One of the main things I tell always all my people and I do for my own horses is to make things extremely consistent. So when you take the horse away from home, you've changed its herd, you've changed its environment, you've put it on a trailer, like the whole thing is a little bit stressful. Um, I want that horse to be able to not only rely on the consistency of my riding, but also the consistency of my program so that the horse can be in my presence and be like, whew, thank goodness, like, I know what we're doing. We do this every day. If I walk for 20 minutes, I walk at the show for 20 minutes. If I do 10 minutes hand walking, I will do 10 minutes at the horse show hand walking. Um, absolutely everything remains completely the same. So I think that's important to, you know, think about when you take your horse into this unknown environment and you want him to perform his best. Like there is, there is the idea that you have to set him up for this, for his success. And I want the horse to really be able to rely on Oh yes, we're oh whew, we're doing the same exact thing we did yesterday and the day before that and the day before that and you know whatever the go on and on. So that is a way that my horses can really relax and they're not going to be very relaxed because we're at a horse show. We're not going to be very relaxed because we are you know wanting to do our best and we put all this pressure on us and all these crazy things. So you want to do as like the same with you, like you want to be able to rely on the same program as well. Like I always think about the gymnasts, like these little 13, 14 year old girls that are doing their floor exercises. And I'm like, how is that kid not totally nervous knowing that this floor routine is going to win her the, the medal or not? Like that's just like blows my mind. And they're just like, they, they, they sit, they like, do their breath and they run and do their tumbling line. And, you know, then they get interviewed because they win and it's so exciting. And then they get interviewed and they're like, we have done this routine so often. I could do it in my sleep. I could do it in my sleep. These kids know this so well that they just 
can do it. They just rely, they go into a different place in their brain that they can rely on that. And they do what they know how to do. And we have to, in a little bit, create that same sense for ourselves, but also for our horses. Like, hey, you got this. Like, no no big deal. Um, so I definitely think that, that is a, that's, a, that's a big thing. And one of the main parts about that, too, is I want to have time to be able to do that. Like the only thing that really makes me nervous is to be like running behind schedule. Like, Oh my God. And then if, if if I typically walk 15 minutes, but Oh, now I'm running behind schedule. I'm only going to walk 10 that, that five minutes might be the difference, you know? And so we've got to, as Conrad Schumacher would always say, we have to control the controllables. You can control what time you are ready to get on. You can control that you've done all the things like you lunge like you do at home or you hand walk or you walk on a long rain or whatever. You can control that. And so there's a lot of pieces we can't control. We can't control that the weather is terrible and we can't control that the judges may be late. I mean, that's very rare that that happens, but I mean... That happens. I that has happened. So you know you can't control that. Like someone else's horse, like is acting up or getting loose or something crazy is happening. Can't control that. But you can control being as prepared as you possibly can. So you can control what time you get on. And so the only thing that ever like makes me nervous is that like I'm running behind schedule. And so it's important to really take that time and plan like the night before I will write down my schedule exactly yes exactly the dragon lady Kelly dragon lady comes out you do not want to see that because uh, I'm nervous I'm like hey you know but I want to know exactly what I need to do exactly when I need to do it so I write down like everything I am getting up I am um feeding I am braiding, I'm hand walking, I am grooming, you know, or whatever. Like sometimes I'm not grooming my own horses, but then like that's written in there that that horse is to be groomed. Like for me, it's really important to have it all like organized out and really strict follow. Like sometimes is, and if, you know, you guys know me now, so I am a talker. So you know, I see somebody and then I'm chit-chatting and then like, oh, I have to stay on my schedule. And so, um, you know, sometimes lunch is built in, but like sometimes it's not. But I um, drink up a special protein shake, which is amazing, by the way, if anybody wants any info about that, it's changed my life. I love it. Um, message me. Um, but like everything is planned. You know, I don't like surprises. I don't like to be late. Um, at a horse show, like I'm, I always kind of run late in my life, kind of, I'm working on that, but at a horse show, it like makes me nervous. So I think that's important to also, like I just said to Richard the other day, I'm like, Richard, we don't plan to fail. We fail to plan. <laughs> and, uh, it was just kind of a funny situation, but it's the same. It's the same for a horse show. I also think it's important to like hand walk. Like I hand walk the horses everywhere all the time. Um, when I used to be showing summer, it was sometimes not hand walking. Sometimes it was like hand passaging and 
hand leaping, but that was only sometimes. Sometimes she was good, but walking with the coffee and the horse, that kind of never worked. Um, but my geldings are a lot easier than that. Um, but I hand walk a ton. I also hand walk them around the arena before the show. Um, and it's interesting because when we do a lot of CDIs in Florida, we really uh, work the horses and school them a little bit or tack walk them around the arena in the morning. And so funny, funny story. Um, and, and good to know, good information right here. If you guys want to see the best riders in Wellington, come to the showgrounds between 6.30 and 7.30 in the morning because everyone is riding. You will see 25 of the best riders preparing, you know? And so um, I've sort of kept that into when I show my Grand Prix horses not CDIs. I want to just do the same routine. So I used to always hand walk everybody, um, but some of the horses will get ridden, you know, in the morning as well. So it kind of depends on their fitness, depends on their personality, uh, it kind of depends, but um, we walk a lot. You know, if your horse is used to turnout, you should get it out of its stall like a lot. I mean, we want to attempt to keep everything as normal for that horse as possible, you know? So I try to recreate everything for that horse as if we were at home, which is where they're the most comfortable and calm. Um, what else do I do? Um, I think if you need to lunge, give yourself time, plan that in. We always have like foot in the stirrup time is what we call it. So it is like the horse needs to be ready to go uh, lunge or it needs to be ready to walk out of the barn. But then there is like foot in the stirrup, hard limit, hard hard stop right there. So I think that's really important that you really organize your, your time and like know how far away the lunging arena is like plan it all out. Nobody likes surprises ever. Sid says, I find an open space to hand walk my test. Think through everything I want in that test. This girl, I tell you, she is our actual real working student. Um, so she works her butt off in our barn and she's totally awesome and such a thoughtful young lady. It's just, I love it. So that is a huge piece, Sid. And I would say like the night before, I'm a big visualizer. I firmly believe in positive self-talk. I firmly believe in visualization and how your brain can't actually discern if you actually did it or if you visualize doing it. Like your brain just thinks you did it. So I I feel the ride. I see where I'm going. I ride what I need to do. I practice where I shorten my reins. I adjust my leg in this corner. I make sure these things are happening. Like it is like, not just like, oh, where do I go? It is like fully riding through the whole thing. And just like Sid was saying, thoroughly think about exactly what you're going to do. My students, I would make them retell me the test. And then I would like make them retell me out loud what they're going to think about 
during each thing. Like, where are they going to shorten their reins? Like, how many of us have been riding the test and the freaking reins are getting long and then just just goes bad. It just goes downhill from there because the reins are not short enough. Um, and so it's important to even like, I make them like write it out sometimes even to like a, a little diagram and then I make them put a little X where they're going to shorten their reins, you know, like trot in, halt, salute, C track, right, MXK, medium trot, K collected trot, shorten the reins. I mean, it makes a big difference because it isn't just like, you're not just steering, you know, you're doing like so many things, so many things that you have to like plan it out. Like as if it was like, okay, at B, I need to do a 10 meter circle. Well, in the corner between K and A, I have to shorten my reins. Like sometimes I make them even like memorize it as a movement because it's so important to get that uh, ability to keep remembering to do things like that. Uh, another thing, I always braid my own horses. When they're, when I'm showing five, it gets a little bit, gets a little hairy, but uh, I just get up earlier <laughs> and do it. Because like for me, what's really important is that I want to feel, sorry, bug. Um, I want to know what that horse is feeling that day. I want to kind of get a sense of what mood he's in. And then I wrangle anybody who's close by so they can uh, retell me the test. I already know it. I memorize, I have all the tests memorized. Like I know, I know where I'm going. But in that moment, I'm kinesthetically feeling my horse. I'm inside his energy field. I get a sense of what mood he's in. And then I'm I'm connecting with him and then like someone is just telling me the test and I could just flow through it because I've already gone through it very deep. What am I doing? What am I thinking about? What do I need to remember here? You know, this really like just focus and do it. There's so many things that we have to uh, it's a, it's an exercise of concentration and being able to focus. So I always um, braid myself. I just, I, I love it. And um, it's great connection time with my horses. I would also say I, um, like right before I get on, like there's like focused, like, like go time, you know, that it's like, there's, and, and I played a lot of sports. So there was always this like team huddle, get in close, hands in, and then like, ready, let's do it, you know, and then it's go time. Um, and I do that a little bit with my horses as well, but, um, there's like a Zen and like a grounding, a breathing. I do a little yoga, but I sit in the chair, like right before I'm going to go get on, I like sit in the chair in the tack room. I just erase everyone out of my mind. I sit and I ground myself in my concentration to completely show up as clearly as I can and remember what I want from this test. Um, I also make my riders sort of come up with three words that if someone was watching them ride or things that they've been working on personally, I want them to repeat those three words. Um, could be like powerful, 
harmonious, energetic. You know, it could be calm, smooth, um, connection. Like you can come up with your own three words, but it's, it's kind of fun that like, what would the impression be if someone were to look at you, watching you ride your test, what would you want them to see? Like, what would you want the, the main message to come across of like, I'm stressing my horse or I love my horse or I'm too easy on my horse or I don't really care if I win or win or die. You know, it's like whatever who you are, like comes out in everything. Um, But it's also a little bit, you know, you always wish you could ride past a judge's booth and slip them a little piece of paper to say like six weeks ago, this was not going like this. So just being here, is a big win. I'm just saying, you know, you wish you could tell the judges that, but you, you can't and uh, they don't care. They're judging against the ideal. And so, you know, they don't really care if the horse was throwing his head up in the canter depart a month ago. And you're like, yes, this is happening. It's so much better. Um, they, they're judging against, you know, a 10. And so, um, for me, sometimes I pick up my own words that not even caring what someone else is going to think about it, but what I want to portray to that horse. Um, balance, confidence, flow. You know, I mean, and I, I just think it's really fun sometimes to think about each of your horses and come up with your own three words. So um, that's kind of a fun, I always make everybody like write stuff down and text it to me and tell me what, what it is because it gets you in a certain mind mindset and a mind frame. Like if I'm like, I need to get this, but my words are like harmony, partnership, ease, that's going to completely change the way I'm coming at that horse. Uh, and for me, that's extremely helpful because I can get intense and I've worked very hard on not riding like at the horses um, and really with the horses. Um, so coming up with these words and repeating those to myself are always um, really helpful. Do you want to learn how to communicate in a way that your horse can better understand? Be sure to check out Team Tate Academy, JJ's online classical dressage academy. Open for enrollment multiple times per year. As a member, you'll gain clarity through the USDF accredited lesson library, monthly Zoom meetings, and twice monthly live study groups called the Room Chats. Join the community and benefit from connecting with a fun, passionate, and like-minded group of dressage lovers just like you. Be supported and empowered to make the progress you and your horse deserve regardless of age, level, or background. Be inspired. JJ's commitment to your success shines through in every lesson and lecture. Let JJ's belief in you and your horse transfer over to every one of your rides. Visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcast today to join the waitlist for the next open enrollment. Eula, when I was in Hungary, he always made me aware of this, of like, why not just be great? Why not concentrate enough to know the test by memorizing? Um, also like, why not just be great? Do everything you can to set the whole thing up for success. Ooh, and Cerise has a great question. How far ahead of the show do you practice a test at home and how often? Great question. It really depends on the horse, but 
I would say about two weeks out, there is a different type of like mental game of like show prep. Because I do feel like during my training time, I call it, I'm putting deposits in the bank and putting money in the bank. I am making that horse strong. I am making that horse confident. I'm making him like super chewy on both sides of the reins. I'm putting my money in the bank. And when I go to the horse show, I'm on a spending spree. (laughs) So I want that horse to give me everything he's got. The most power, the most softness, the most bend, the most collection. And so there is a little slow build like two weeks out before the competition. So I don't like go to the show and like freak it, freak the horse out. Like, Oh my God, the standard change today. You know, I think I, I used to do that. <laughs> so I'm also conscientious to not like, you need to be extra special today. It matters today. Like excellence matters every day. And excellence is about practicing great content every day. So I definitely uh, work on that every day. And so I do strive to be excellent every single day. But there is a little bit sharpening that goes on about two weeks before. Like if I share a horse with a client and I'm going to show it, I only ride it for the two weeks up coming up to that horse show because we spend a lot of money. We're investing a lot of time to go to this horse show. So why not be great? Why not just be great? So I want to set the horse up that it's a slow build of like finding that elite level of energy output and also concentration for the horse. And so I never want to get to the show and all of a sudden, like I've changed my intensity level. It's, it's a, it's a show prep. Um, I would say for my Grand Prix horses, I really like space it out of like, when am I going to do my test? I back up from there. Then I probably practice the test. I back up from there. So not every day is like, you need to do the Grand Prix again today. Mm, you know, it's, it's like practice a test, see where I'm at, work three days on the things I want to improve. Um, I need the one-time tempies to start easier. Um, I need more engagement in the extended trot. Um, but I'm not going to tackle all of those things all on the same day. And I'm not going to do it over and over and over again, because by the time I get to the horse show, the horse is going to be spent. I've already spent all my money, none left to go to the horse show. Cause I've just been like squeezing, squeezing, squeezing everything out. And I want to kind of build it up before. So I peak actually at the show. That is great. I think for my young horses, everyone always laughs at this, but this is actually true. When I take a young horse to a horse show, I want to stay on and I want to stay in the ring because that is hard to do. And y'all laugh, but uh, I have been bucked off in the horse show, in the show ring. So, which is also a lot of the reasons why like, I don't get that nervous anymore because it's like, uh, that's happened. So, you know, what's your greatest fear? Oh, 
getting bucked off in the middle of the test. Okay, well, that happened. And everybody, the sun came up the next day, so it was fine. Um, but my young horses, I want to get them actually a little familiar with the pieces of the test. I want them to know where they're going. Um, I want to feel how much movement versus balance, like where is that special shift? Because I never want to push my horses over their sense of balance because that affects their confidence. And I am never going to risk my horse's confidence to get a good score. Like the development of the horse is the most important thing for me. And it's confidence in himself, his confidence in me, his pride to do what I'm asking because he feels prepared. Um, I never want to exploit the horse's good nature um, I want to build it up. So we're both really proud of what we bring to the horse show. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's about it. Everybody be safe out there, wear a mask at the horse shows. So cheers to a good horse show this week. I wish everybody good luck and yeah, I will see you soon. So make it a great rest of your night. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dressage Life with JJ Kate. Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us wherever they get their podcasts and be sure to subscribe, like, and leave feedback to help other dressage lovers inspire their ride too. For more information and education from JJ Tate, make sure to visit teamtateacademy.com.